Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Well, hello there and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. Have a very special guest today. Her name is Ellie Potishman. She's a 17-year-old high school senior who takes on some of the difficult issues facing teenagers today in her blog, The Teenage Voice, which she began writing as a sophomore. Hello, Ellie. Welcome to Back to Basics. Hi, thank you so much for having me. No, I'm very excited. I hope you don't mind me saying you're the youngest guest I've had, and I'm so excited because you are the perfect example that you don't need to age to shoot for a back-to-basics kind of mindset, which is very impressive having read some of the blogs you've written. I'm honored. Thank you. Well, so... Tell me about your young years, where you're from, a little bit of your family story and, and your passions. I mean, you're 17, but you there was a time where you were really a little girl. You're, you're a yeah. young woman now. So what were you passionate about growing up? Yeah, so I'm from northern New Jersey. I don't really have anything too special, but for as long as I can remember, I've always loved to write, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, you could always find me writing whether that be in a diary a journal anything like that i've my biggest passion has always been writing i've also always been very interested in medicine and science and a lot of my writing actually incorporated science into it whether that be breaking bones or (laughs) anything like that i was science and writing have always been my two great loves wow that's great well you know first of all kudos because you say well i've always liked this and you did not wait most people think you have to go through a career and do all these things to then start doing what you really love you you are very aware and that's called mindfulness about what you enjoy doing what your passion is what makes you tick And you're finding a way to incorporate that. I assume that in your journey, are you uh, planning to or or have already embarked into a a career? What do you see yourself doing in the future? So right now I'm actually applying to college and a lot of the I've had to figure out what I really want to be when I grew up. And it's a hard choice. It's hard to put on a 17 year old like what do you want to do for the rest of your life but Mm -hmm. I think I figured out that I want to be a physician but somehow be able to still advocate for social social injustice maybe that be in the medica in the medical system Mm -hmm. but I definitely want to be a physician but still be able to advocate for others advocate for my patients and then maybe right on the side I love it. And so let's talk about your blog because you're, you're as, as again, I don't want to say young, but you know, you created this blog called the Teenage Voice blog, My Life, My Voice. So you have the need to say, okay, I have my views on, cer- on certain issues, which are very, uh, you know, important uh, uh, subjects. Uh, when did you decide to start the blog? 
So I first had the idea the beginning of my sophomore year, but I wasn't entirely sure on how to how to really get that across, how to make the website or anything. So I found I made my website through Wix, which is basically just a website maker. So mm-hmm. I made it, I designed it. I just I thought I was just going to design it and nothing would come of it, but I wrote a post in December and I had my parents read it. They really liked it and they're like, "You should you should post this." Mm-hmm. So that my first post was on teenage depression mm-hmm. and that was I was inspired to write that basically because of COVID. I saw a lot of my friends were just depressed and sad and lonely and isolated and much like everyone and I I would definitely say that COVID pushed me to speak out especially because I couldn't really speak to anyone in person. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get it out somehow. Wow, that's that's impressive because of course your your blog info and 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 your webpage is going to be on the show notes, but you talk a li- about a lot of like deep stuff in here. Like anybody that will go into into your blog, I mean, and you just mentioned this one about depression and I was just talking to somebody today um that you more and more hear the word suicide unfortunately uh in in very young people's mouth and it's you know as parents uh, it's very scary so what do you think what don't you share a little bit about your thoughts on that on that blog and what prompted you to write it and what's your kind of takeaway on the whole subject well i think that there's been a way too much talk about suicide in teens and it's gotten to the point where I can't tell who's really being serious about it and who's not. Uh, it's I think one of the major issues with the talk of suicide and depression is that a lot of people see it as a joke now where it's like oh yeah I'm so depressed like I'm just gonna go and kill myself or it's it's a serious thing that mm-hmm. it shouldn't be taken as a joke and it's, I feel like people that actually suffer with depression and actually suffer with suicidal thoughts and self-harm, they feel like they can't voice that anywhere, or if they do, it has to be as a joke. And when we voice things as a joke, we take things as a joke. So people aren't being taken seriously. If someone someone might outright speak saying, I, I, I need help, I'm depressed, while we all take it as a we all think they're not being serious about it. Mm-hmm. And it was very prevalent on during COVID, uh, especially on TikTok. TikTok definitely opened my eyes to it where people were making these jokes about it. But then I also saw people hysterically crying mm-hmm. about how sad they were, how lonely they were. And, you know, even I, I faced a lot of sadness and loneliness going through different friend groups. Mm -hmm. I lost a lot of friendships because of COVID and being locked in my house. And I took my own feelings, my own thoughts of depression. And I also took my friends and people that I saw on TikTok and I really researched it. And I wanted to, I wanted to speak out about it, both for parents that didn't know what was really going on and teenagers that sort of knew what was going on, but might not really know that what they're feeling is very valid. Mm, that's that's incredible. And so what would be your advice? Like if you hear one of your best friends or somebody that's really like you, you, you sense that they are on a depressive state, that they're not joking. They're, they, there's something there that you say, hmm, I wonder. 
what what would you be uh, what would be your advice or what would you recommend for somebody in that situation talking honestly i i've tried for the past few years to really check in on my friends especially if they've voiced that they are depressed or sad or anything i talk to them i make sure that they're okay i know i want to if there's potentially a reason for why they're so sad and see if I could do anything to help. Um, it's also very important to make sure that parents know so that they can, at least if they're like the supportive parent and not maybe one of the reasons why their child is so depressed, but making sure that parents know what's going on in their kids' lives. Even if that friend might be upset with you for telling them, it's very important for parents to know so that they can find a therapist or find the right help for what they need. Mm, I love that. And I love And Maybe you wrote a blog about it, although I don't think it's about what kind of parent are you, the supportive parent or somebody else, because that's definitely a nice approach for mm -hmm. us parents to maybe we think we are supportive, but you know, in reality, what the youngster needs is something different to what the parent is willing to give or is aware as to give so that there's mm -hmm. a blog idea. So there's another blog and, and with you, I, I, I guess I love this idea of touching on these subjects that, that you're passionate about. And, and I'm really impressed by the fact that you take stands on, on important subjects. There's many adults that don't are too afraid to even put it in writing. So kudos to you and you're a great writer. Um, you, you also have a blog that you call The Tragedy of Unrealistic Beauty Standards. And having a seven-year-old that already knows how to edit better than me, and I'm somebody that I don't edit my pictures, and my friends, <laughs> my statistician, she says, oh, you know, you shouldn't do it that close, she's Russian. And she always tells me, you shouldn't take the selfie so close. And I say, you know, people know me People that know me know me. I'm not going to edit my picture. But I see it in my daughter, and I see that there's already that interest in, in impacting how you look. So uh, share a little bit about uh, what your thoughts on that blog were. So that's one of the blog posts I'm probably the most passionate about. I, I first came across edited pictures in, like, sixth, seventh grade when I found the app Facetune. Mm -hmm. And I would take my posts and I would edit them. I'd make my, I wasn't very good at editing, but I'd make my eyes look bigger. I'd make myself look skinnier. I'd make my arms skinnier. I'd like smooth out my arms if I saw that I had arm hair, stuff like that. Just because everything you see on social media is edited in some way. I kind of touched on it with the depression thing where people are joking or whatever we can't take a lot of what we see on social media seriously, especially when it comes to body standards, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat, anything. We tend to post the best versions of ourselves, whether that be fake or not. We don't post when we're suffering with homework. We only post when we're at parties every weekend. Mm -hmm. And similarly with bodies, if we're going to post ourselves at our best possible angle, whether that, and most of the times that makes us look skinnier rather than what we look like in our day-to-day -day lives with rolls and frizzy hair and all of that. And so your body standards become skewed. You see all these women with these tiny waists and gorgeous hair and perfectly smooth skin. And that's what you think is real. That's what you think is normal. 
And especially with girls, you see guys comment on these posts and react to them like, wow, she's so pretty. She's so hot. And so you want to chase that. You want you want that same reaction. And I also think it's important to note that it's it's similar with guys. I think I focus a lot on girls in that post, which is my own mistake. But with guys too, there's this huge pressure to work out because you see these men that are very built and ripped and girls comment on that and you see the positive reactions from women and you want that. And that's kind of the mistake. We're not posting what we truly look like in our day-to-day lives. You know, some people say, wow, you look really different on social media than you look like in person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) we we need to start posting what we really look like because absolutely you don't want to catfish people absolutely and that's a concern you know because we i'm 49 we didn't have this issue which let me edit myself and so we Mm -hmm. did not have that extra stress that i think it might be what it's adding to that depression that anxiety that you Mm -hmm. mentioned but you know that's what I see not being in that generation. From your own point of view, do you think that a lot of that depression, that anxiety, that, um, you know, that that all those subjects we discussed on that first blog, uh, what do you think is the biggest driver behind that? Is it competition at school? Is it how you look? I, I think it's social media. I Different aspects of social media, definitely the unrealistic beauty standards because they cause eating disorders, which also causes mental health issues like anxiety and depression, but also just it's the not being candid on social media, not being honest about your life, posting only the highest highs rather than some of the lowest lows Mm -hmm. and seeing these people with these seemingly perfect lives. And then you just, you're forced to compare your life to theirs and Obviously, your life is going to seem dull in comparison to these people that are posting at parties every weekend or hanging out with their friends all the time. And even in your own group, in your own school, seeing groups of friends go out while you're sitting at home alone. Mm -hmm. And I had this issue, at least, where I'd see my friends go out and hang out with each other and I'd be like, well, why wasn't I invited? Mm -hmm. They probably know I'm not there. They didn't know I was there because I didn't reach out, but I would see them yes. on social media. I'd see them out hanging out at each other's houses. Yeah. And it, it made me feel very bad. And it's also, I didn't want to do anything because of that. I was like, well, they're all hanging out with each other. Why would they want me? And it was just this ongoing cycle of they're hanging out without me. I'm not going to do anything because they're clearly hanging out without me. Why would they want me there? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, teens and kids are seeing that and it's it's becoming an issue i I totally agree would you say there's a time where that gets the trigger like again i have i have a 12 year old and i have a seven year old and i have 15 year old nieces so i'm i'm starting to see and it's really Mm -hmm. like a switch right like oh you were not concerned about this like my nieces are are even they're 15 and they're already like not that concerned about boys but i know that's about to change but a lot of her their friends are and so you you kind of want a time like when when you should start paying more where those these switches go off Mm -hmm. would you say if you had a guess what that age frame where things kind of change for you where you were kind of 
happy and going about and not noticing who is hanging out with whom. And then oh, all of a sudden I'm noticing who is <laughs> hanging out with whom. Yeah. I would say middle school is a very big age for noticing those kinds of things. But at the same time, what I'm starting to notice is that if you, if everything is good in your life, you might put up blinders and kind of just ignore what's happening to other people. And that, I think that's what happened to me for a little bit. And, you know, I'm a camp counselor at this sleepaway camp in New York, and I was a counselor for seven-year-olds. But a few years ago, I was a waitress for uh, going into sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And you can see the difference between what they what they think are issues. My seven year old would be worried about someone stealing their slime or fidget toys <laughs> while the girls going into sixth grade were worried about boys and not wearing the right clothes and what other people thought of them. And it was just this big, it was this big difference between them and they're only four years apart. So the middle school years are definitely where girls and boys start to look around them and try to compare themselves to others and change who they are. Mm. Well, I commend you because obviously you also um, identify, and I said this before, but it's it's just, it is impressive that let me write, let me put my thoughts out. You align with something that makes you tick. I, I'm, I'm assuming that came as a response of some of the stuff you went through and you say, well, let me just uh, open my mouth. And I'm wondering how was that received within your group of peers and friends? Uh, was that welcome or they think, oh, now she's playing journalist or what? what, what is going on? I haven't gotten any negative feedback from any of my friends. But I also don't know if they would ever say anything negative to me, to my face. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what people say behind my back. Mm -hmm. I'm sure tons of people are confused on why I'm writing and speaking out about all of this. Mm -hmm. And maybe they read my post, maybe they don't. I'm not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. But if they do read it, I, I do hope that they look back. I hope anyone that reads my blog takes a look at their own life and sees, well, how how is this affecting me? Like, am I the reason someone's depressed? How are these unrealistic beauty standards affecting me? And that's really what I hope that people, my friends are taking away from it. And that's great. And the only reason why I ask is because when I started my podcast and I don't make a living out of this and I don't make money out of my podcast at all, but that was three years ago. And a lot of people were telling me, are you crazy? What are you gonna do with this? They were making fun, not in a bad way, you know, but like saying, oh, what, what, <laughs> what is this for? Yeah. And I, as an adult, had to navigate through that and be and stand very uh, assured on my own skin and be very, you know, like as, as assertive in terms of my own motives and why I was doing it. And I say, well, if I can create one inspirational conversation for somebody else to listen to, I am happy. And that's something that makes me tick because I had, you know, if you and I had met by coincidence and we're having this conversation, I say, oh, I wish, I wish more people would have listened to me and Ellie talk because I know that I have young people in my life and even adults that would be inspired by everything you're saying. Like, oh, if she has an opinion about abortion, which you have a, a post, a blog post about abortion, and a lot of people mm -hmm. don't even say, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to 
I don't want the other person yeah. to know how I think about this or or maybe you have conflicting like I'm a Catholic and I, I and I'm a diversity and inclusion advocate so I have all sorts of different viewpoints on this um, and so it's a big subject but that you're finding the courage to put take stance share with the world how you think I think that's gonna that's gonna impress a lot of people, but that's also gonna uh, highlight some fears of others. Like, oh, she's doing this, and and now while people want to support you, maybe they don't want you to support to support mm -hmm. you at the same time. Do you Definitely. relate with any of that? Yeah, a big fear of mine is not really a fear, but what I expect to happen more as the blog grows is people of conflicting opinions of mine or people that aren't as necessarily open to new ideas as mine they're probably going to come for me the most mm -hmm. and hate on me the most and obviously no one wants haters or to see negative comments but i think it comes with the territory i'm i'm not necessarily trying to change minds but i'm trying to open people up to new ideas and I, as long as I open one person up to a new idea, I'm fine. I'm happy. And that's great. And I think if that's how you're set up, you're really going to be successful no matter what. And uh, you're creating important conversations. And that's, I think, what my take is, uh, is that you don't have a lot of 17 years old about to start their careers and the degrees that want to spend their time writing a great blog about stuff that adults are really afraid to talk about so i think your your bravery is gonna pay off in terms of you know who you want to become in the world that social activism i believe that it's so important and we need more of it and you can help create ripple effects and so um, into the things you're most passionate about. So of all the things, because of course I have a blog and I always look at, oh, what can I write about? And there's things I'm passionate about, things that are just interested. What is Ellie most passionate about? If you had to pick, let's say the United Nations come calling on you because they say, oh, the, her work <laughs> is so good and we want to be an advocate for us. What would be the, the global impacting subjects that would interest you the most? Ooh, that's a loaded question. I know it is, and I say, you know, this is I. Uh, we don't prepare the show, but or or the thing. Let's say it's not the United Nations. It's you know, just <laughs> your local community calling on and say, Ellie, you get to build a program of, around social mm -hmm. activism. It can be about anything. What do you think? Would it be about the teenagers that we discuss? What What, what do you think you would be most inclined? I think what I found with trying to come up with new blog posts to write is that I'm most passionate and most interested in writing either mental health or something about gender anything gender inequality i'm actually taking a gender studies class right now and it's awesome one of the highlights of my day mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of what i do focuses around depression anxiety and also this people not really knowing the truth about them and people not being treated right because of them and also how gender might play into that. So maybe a focus on gender and mental health would probably be where I would go with it. That's great. But that's great because in what I saw in your writings, I mean, that's what you're messaging, manifesting. That's what you're uh, 
you know, surrounding yourself with. So I think, and, and that is very timely, very important. I always say I've been 20, over 25 years in telecommunications. And one of the things I say over and over, is a great time to be a woman in the world. Because when I started mm -hmm. my career, I did not have a, a quarter of the, you know, 10% of the opportunities I'm getting now just because I'm a woman. But, you know, when you're a woman, but you're also prepared and you have a career that stands on its own without forgetting the fact of your gender, which is, I think, our ultimate goal would be nobody has to say he's a man, he's a gender, he's a, uh, you know, LGBTQ. The, the, the objective, at least for me in the professional world, would be saying he's the best engineer you're going to find or she's the best HR person you're going to find. Um, but it's not an easy road and we still have a long time to go. So we need we need the young generation pushing that that messaging. Otherwise, we can backtrack because we already mm -hmm. the pandemic already set us <laughs> back, uh, you know, in diversity and equality. So that that's uh, fantastic. Any other things, Ellie, that you're excited about? Any other projects you want to share with the audience? I always give my guests an open microphone to share anything else that maybe we haven't discussed, any dream, anything uh, that is exciting you these days. No big dreams, but... Definitely. Right now, I've kind of put the teenage voice on a little hiatus, a little pause just for college applications. Mm -hmm. But I'm especially with the hurricane happening, I'm I want to write a post about climate change, global warming, mm -hmm. the impacts of that and how it might affect our world. What what's to come? Also, obviously, gender, gender inequality, more of that. I have a lot of ideas coming. Um, but this i'm excited there's there's a lot of issues that i want to address sadly i feel the need that there's a lot of posts i need to write mm -hmm. and hopefully i don't feel that way soon <laughs> but the world's always changing new problems are always arising and i hope to address as many of them as i can that's fantastic and so the last question of every episode is what makes my guest tick so besides writing when you want to have fun when you want to just connect to where you f are at your highest vibrational frequency as the mindfulness teachers would call it what do you do i found recent well i love reading so reading always puts me in a great mood but also listening to music i one of my all-time favorite things is just putting on a song with a great beat and just dancing wildly not caring what I look like not caring how people are viewing me and just dance, whether that's by myself, with my friends, but that is fantastic. That's just dance. Well, you, you would you would be happy to know you're in great company. That's probably, I don't know, a good chunk of, of people that answer that question related to music or dancing of some form. So I think <laughs> that you can never get enough of a good song or a good dance. So. Well, yeah. Ellie, I'm very honored that you said yes to be my guest on Back to Basics. It just expands so much more. It proves that we can all have inspirational conversations, that the more, you know, young people with older people, middle age, I'm going to say, I'm not going to put myself on the old one yet, but almost old people uh, just talking and, and, and comparing notes and be making sure that, that you guys can 
can be there for us, the ones that are not as te technical or digitally savvy and that we have a whole lot of different issues, you know? So when, mm -hmm. when you write your blogs, it's so important and I think you're doing a fantastic job. It's being empathetic and trying to put different glasses and that not every person sees it from the same point of view, but just presenting that point of view, understanding that we are all in different stages in life, different positions, uh, and that that's really goes a long way. So I'm very happy that you said yes, and and you know you have an open microphone because you can be you know my ongoing recurring guest, uh, exploring how to stay connected to back to basics uh, throughout your life. <laughs> I love that. So thank you, Ellie. And uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. And until a new episode of Back to Basics, bye-bye. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit leticialatino.com. Thank you and until the next time.